0: Last week, Richard began a a series on the Psalms, Songs for the Road, Songs for the Road. And today, I want to look at a Psalm that pretty much, I reckon, everybody, each of you would know, and you'd know it really well. In fact, you'd know it so well that probably, if you read it, your eyes would skim over it because you've known it too well. Is kind of like coming up against a a landmark you've seen so often that uh, you just miss it, and it's Psalm 23. I've talked about this, and in one sense, didn't know whether to call this a song for a confused day or a song for a confident day. I think it's both, actually. The alarming thing that many of you know is that two of your pastors have absolutely no sense of direction. <laughs> Certainly for myself, I'm just not a good starter. Um, so I get really confused. Either week I was going to Liverpool to a place I've been lots of times, I know exactly where it is. But I set off towards the M61. And then realized, no, I don't want to go to the M61. So I went to the M62 going... To West Yorkshire, and then I thought, no, I don't want to go to West Yorkshire, and then thought, no, what I need to do is go home and start again, <laughs> which is exactly what I did, and then got the M602, and I'm up and running. We see Tom Tom. That's an interesting fact because I do have a Tom Tom, and uh, as does Mary. In fact, Tom Tom <laughs> saved Mary's life. And gave me a lot more time. There were many occasions when Mary was out in an evening and she'd ring me and say, I don't know where I am. And I'd say, what can you see? And from that and Google, I attempted to identify where she was in order to work out where she was going. Tom Tom actually makes the difference because there's someone or someone's voice Essentially saying, I can direct you. I can direct you. Now, of course, you can argue with Tom Tom. And you can call Jane all the names under the sun. But ultimately, the voice will tell you where you're going. And I think the Psalm 23 is a song for confident days. For it's a reminder that you're not on your own. It's a reminder that there is one who's with you who will guide you. It's the reminder that there's a voice that comes alongside you to say, you're not making this up as you go along. I'm actually wanting to lead you. We could do no better than read it, so let's do that. Let's read the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a reordering psalm. It's a psalm that reorients you. It's a psalm for people who go, to be honest, there's a million voices, and I'm not sure what to do next. And this is a psalm that says, hang on, there's one voice you need to hear. This is a psalm that brings us back and focuses. But as I said, it's hard because it's a psalm that's used at funerals. That's where you will have heard it most. And so you've heard it in a context where people are grieving, and the psalm is almost intended to give you comfort. But this is not a sweet psalm. This is a psalm that's prayed in the harshness of life. I'm not going to speak long this morning. And I'm not going to take it all apart. But I want you to notice some stuff. And at the end of the sermon, you won't have to go out and do more of anything. I want your vision to be expanded. I want your horizon to be widened as you re-engage with the psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. David chose a metaphor that has a long history. It stretches way back. Shepherds were all over the place. We know that. But they talked about God being a shepherd, Because shepherds know what's going on. Shepherds lead. Shepherds care. Shepherds make sure you're not in danger. And when the Bible talks about God being a shepherd, what it's saying to you is, it's almost as simple as this. Either you allow God to be your shepherd, or you do it on your own. There's no halfway measures. Either you surrender to the shepherd or you're on your own. Now, here we are in Salford and you don't get that many sheep knocking around. But last weekend, I was in North Yorkshire. (laughs) By accident. No, on purpose. In North Yorkshire in a little village for a wedding. And we were driving there, and there are sheep everywhere. There was almost one sheep less by the time I left. Because they're just on the road. And Maggie, for a moment, said, did you see that sheep? She said it very calmly. Um, Because they're just all over the road. In fact, in that little village where we were staying, gardens had cattle grids to stop the sheep coming in. And you kind of think, this place needs a shepherd. (laughs) Free to roam, but in danger. Free to go wherever they like, but actually not free to get what's good. It's kind of like, you want God to be a shepherd, or you want to do it yourself. It's the only choice. The other thing to notice is, did you notice when we read who's doing what? He makes me lie down. He leads me. He refreshes me or restores me. He brings me back. He guides me in the right paths. And me? I'll walk through the valley. I will fear no evil because you're with me. Because you comfort me. You prepare a table, you anoint my head, your goodness and love chase me. Now, I know in, in the reading we read, it said follow, but it's a vigorous word. It's a chasing word, pursue me. I like the idea that God's love chases after me. And I will dwell. Who's doing what here? It's that thing that you've heard me say millions of times. You're not hanging on to God. God's doing all the actions here. And you're the receiver. You're the one who responds. He makes me. He leads me. He refreshes me. He guides me. And I walk. I walk through that valley. The valley of the shadow of death is the older translation. It's like that very dark place. I'm walking there and i carry on walking. I'll fear no evil because you're with me, because you comfort me. You prepare a table. You anoint my head. Your goodness and love chase me, and I will dwell. I know it's obvious, but if there's one thing I need to keep on reminding myself is, in this relationship with God, who's doing what? Because the more I think I'm in charge and I've got to do, trying to enlist God to help me, the more of a mess I get myself in. But The more I recognize that God is the one who's leading me, guiding me, preparing for me, um, uh, supplying what I need, the more I'm able to say, Lord, I'll walk after you. First thing, the metaphor is a shepherd. It's either you have the recognition that God's your shepherd or you're on your own. Secondly, do you recognize who's doing what here? And the third thing I want to say, the simple thing I want to say is, it's a prayer. (laughs) It's a prayer. It's a prayer of David. By the way, just in brackets, you know sometimes you read the Psalms and you think, I'm not sure you should say that sort of stuff. That's because it's prayers. And God never slaps you down for saying things in prayer that you'd be embarrassed saying in front of other people. It's a prayer. But listen to the man who prays it. It's the psalm of David. It's a prayer of David. David, imagine yourself kneeling with David and David's speaking the prayer and, and you're simply kneeling beside him. You'd want to look at this man and say, well, what sort of man are you, David? What have you gone through to write this sort of prayer? Has it always been easy? And David would say, no, I was unknown. Nobody knew who I was. I've not got a family that's of any significance. I faced challenges. There was once a guy called Goliath. I served a king and was rejected in my place of work. I was an outcast. I've been loved by people, and I've been an outlaw. I've been a king, and I've been a worshiper. I've been a guilty lover, a troubled father. I've lost my sons. I've had an unhappy marriage, and I'll have a lonely death. that's who's praying. And it strikes me that if you could imagine yourself kneeling next to David and you said to David, does your life have to be really simple and straightforward for you to be able to pray this? David would look at you and go, well, what do you think? And some of us in the room would go, I know how some of those things feel. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. It becomes my prayer. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say is that when Jesus comes, one of the descriptions he uses of himself is, I- I'm the good shepherd. He chooses the same metaphor. Jesus was using it because he said, there's lots of leaders and they'll let you down, but I won't. In Ezekiel 34, they've spoken about the bad shepherds of Israel. But Jesus came and said, no, look at me. I won't let you down. So it's appropriate to reread it through the lens of the New Testament where Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus is the one who does bring you to peace. It was really quite moving to hear so many of you talk, and clearly you didn't know that you were going to do this, and neither did I. Um, but it was interesting to, to hear the stories you chose to tell about what faith and church have meant for you. For pretty much most of you in the room looking around, this is the only church you've really ever known. But it's kind of intriguing that what you've talked about is coming home, a sense of safety, a sense of belonging, And I would really want to say, that's not about just people, but that's about Jesus being the shepherd who calls you here. The one who does bring you, leads you, restores you, guides me. Jesus, the one who enables you to walk. Jesus, who enables you to dwell. Some of you this morning, it's like, it might be, it might be that you think, I just need a whole dose of that, because right now, I'm in the wilderness, I'm like the sheep that's wandering around. And the picture is what life with Jesus is like. Not that everything goes smoothly, but when you walk through the valley, you're not alone. That when you fear, when you face evil, you don't fear it because you know one who actually is in control and oversees you. And Some of you have heard the psalm a million times and you need to reconnect with it again. And say, Lord, enable me to see you as a shepherd again. Enable me to re-engage and be reoriented. Because it's really easy to go off on your own. <laughs> to have a shepherd in name, but actually live as though you're on your own.